Blog Talk Radio. Um, welcome to the show, everyone. This is Anne Marie Lockhart. You're listening to Vox Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. Uh, we have a panel today, and um, hopefully that's going to be um, really, you're going to recognize two of these people because they've been on before. Uh, Stan Galloway, hello. Hello. Ray Brown, hello. Hi, Anne Marie. And we have a newcomer, but before we get to him, because I want him to talk about what he does. I want to add that you're listening to this live recording from the Virginia Humanities Conference um, at Bridgewater College in Virginia, and that is being hosted and run and managed um, every detail by Dr. Galloway. So thank you for having us, Sam. You're welcome. So it's a Glad different to place to do this and kind of cool. John, would you introduce yourself, please? Uh, yes, thank you. My name is John Gosley. And uh, I'm the editor of Fjord's Arts and Literary Review. We're a new national trade publication. We publish poetry, short stories, fine arts, film reviews, new art and literary titles by single authors, and reviews on solo artist gallery shows, both regionally in Virginia and internationally as well. Our first issue features uh, translations from Ukrainian poet Pavla Tichina, who uh, passed away in the 90s, translated by a UK author, and a number of very dynamic and engaging artists and writers. Uh, my first book is coming out this fall. It's being published by Javal Press, which is out of Arlington, Virginia and they're publishing uh, the title called 12 in uh, English, French, and Spanish. And I'll be talking a little bit today about how we select material and uh, the general tone of literary reviews right now in the country. Um, Ray has a book uh, already published, which he also has with him, um, and you had it reviewed, have you not? Well, uh, I'm not sure it's been technically reviewed by anybody, but people do little blurbs and some reviews on Amazon, but not a formal review. So maybe that's something we're looking to get uh, accomplished <laughs> in the upcoming months. What is the value to you as a writer in having your book reviewed? Well, I think it's uh, publicity more than anything else. I mean, I, I don't find that in connection with poetry that there are reviewers like there are for pros who have national reputations who just review poetry books. And I don't, I'm not sure even that there's a market out there for people who would just sit back and wait for those reviewers to make a pronouncement about some, <laughs> some work of poetry. So I think it's more so that people can understand in the wide variety of books that are out there, poetry books that are out there, what my book may be about. And that's the value that I would place on somebody else taking a look at it. And I appreciate more uh, or just as much the unsolicited review by, I don't want to call it the average reader, but somebody who's not out there looking to review something. Somebody who responds to the work, who, who has been touched by it to the extent that they're willing to write even just a paragraph that they'll post on Amazon or, other, or some other online site 
because they've been touched by the work. And I, I think that's important. Um, I have a question for the room, if any of you want to chime in on this. Uh, how do reviews affect your decision about whether to read or purchase a book, or do they affect you at all? Yes. What? And do, where? So you you're interested in the reviews that you're reading that you're finding on Amazon, or are you looking externally for those reviews? Yeah. Do, what, did anyone else have a different opinion on that? It's totally okay to say, I don't give a damn about a review. I mean, if that's how it is, that's fine, you know, yes? <laughs> I, I, I read the review, but it's not, not so much to find out whether it's a piece of value. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just to get a sense of what it's about, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. the subject, whether I'm interested in it or not. I mean, because I have different tastes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I kind of look, uh, just reflecting on this, um, I actually do uh, put more stock in um, something that somebody I know will say, and it's sort of an informal recommendation. You know, if you see that book that was reviewed yeah. this place, um, I read it, I thought it was stuff. Maybe. <laughs> you know, I mean, that sort of thing, that sort of helps me modulate. Right. Um, that, that's a more sort of face-to-face uh, -face kind of... Uh, or Facebook kind oh, of yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mediated. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would like John if you would tell us a little bit about what your what you are looking to do with the reviews that you publish. Well, with the reviews that we're going to publish, we're mainly looking at being an authoritative academic source that can be uh, indexed and will be indexed by JSTOR, EBSCOhost, and a number of other agencies like that throughout the world. But then also at the same time to still have a casual of enough of a tone to be accessible to the general reader. So that we're kind of able to educate the reading public on the objective technicalities of poetry and art, but also to bring the emotional content to them as well. The response is, is very important for the individual writers, uh, as well as their technical knowledge of the subject. Where do you get your reviewers from? Who are they, I guess, is my question. We have a number of ways that we uh, glean reviewers and writers. Uh, on our website, fjordsreview.com, we have the guidelines on there for people who would like to solicit us with titles that they would like to review. But then also we hand select people from different universities that we hear about through the grapevine, or just that our staff might meet in passing in conversation. Mm -hmm. um, what, how do you, what do you see as the role of review in advancing the industry? Because there's a lot of schools of thought. You know, I mean, the New York Times reviewers don't have the kind of clout they once did. You know, Frank Rich used to be able to close a show on Broadway. Now you can't even open a show on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, what is what is what do you view that role as wide or as narrow as you see that encompassing? 
with you would feel like a review or any work, uh, whether artistic or literary or educational, should always teach the reader how to appreciate the work more. So what we really focus on is that, is the appreciation of the work. Uh, whether it's something that we agree or disagree with aesthetically is less of what we're interested in as how well the reviewer is going to be able to express what's happening with it. How, how many, this is a bad question for me to ask, but how many have you really panned, hated, hated it and wrote it, I just hated it? I personally don't write any of the reviews. I just edit the journal, and that way, that way I can remain objective. Yeah. I can assign things to writers, but I can also, it's very important to me to let them choose things and do things that they want to do. Because I feel that our personal interests are what ultimately dictate our culture. And by being open to other people's points of view, whether I agree with it or not, or whether we agree with them or not, we're able to grow as a society and have more important things than we otherwise would if we were narrow-sighted or tried to censor things. Good. Um, in terms of the reviews themselves, they're young. They're young people. They're students. They're you know learning themselves. It's a, it's probably a great a great exercise for them to go through the form of, of doing a review. How much um, guidance do you give them for how to, how to write a review, for example? Well, it depends. Uh, not all of our reviewers are students. Uh, a lot of them are from different universities around the country. And some of them are also professionals who are simply interested in it. Some of them are what I guess I would call semi-professional uh, writers who make half of a living being a writer and I would say that the the editing process that takes place is more a suggestive guidance on talking about the technicalities of what's happening with the work coupled with their own authentic voice, because both are very important mm -hmm. for a piece to really speak to an audience long term, and that's what we're interested in too, is creating works that are going to be able to be referenced like 30 years from now, 100 years from now. The language and terminology of the technicalities of poetics and art is going to evolve, but it's never going to change. Give us the website one more time. Fjordsreview.com, F-J-O-R-D-S review.com. Great. Um, do you have something you care to read for us today? Yeah. I would like both you <laughs> and Ray to share some <laughs> yeah. of your work with the audience. That would be great. Yeah. So, if you, whichever one you want to go first, perfectly fine. You, you want me to go first, then you can think about what you want to read. Thank you. A little later this afternoon, I'm going to be presenting a paper on the uh, role of poetry in bridging the gap between monotony of particular jobs and uh, working class jobs and somebody's soul or spirit. And uh, so I uh, picked for this morning a piece that's a part of my, uh, that's one in my book, I have his letter still, Poetry of Everyday Life. And it's called <clears throat> At the End of the Day. At the end of the day, 
the worries of the next arise from their daytime germination, content in the parched earth having awaited their opportunity, now entwined in the synapsis until, like weeds in a garden, they choke out the rich hues of the evening sunset, shadowing the golden yellow flowers. At the end of the day, one last chance to pull the sprouts emerging from the seeds of doubt before their tentacles root, choking out the dainty fingers of the flowers which held on during the long day, the beating noontime sun having sapped their strength, now breathe a sigh, wearied, reaching the oasis of evening at the end of the day. The weeds bundled and tied he splashed some tepid water from the barrel on his face and then trod wearily through the door of inner self, seeking solace in his bed and comfort for his mind. While in the garden, his next day worries sprouted once again at the end of the day. like to say too that Fjord's Review does not usually publish students. What we look at when we are looking for literary work or art is something that shows a very high level of development. And we're more interested in that than where a person is from. Uh, for instance, in our first issue, we publishing an AWP winner. Uh, and a few authors who have won some, some pretty big awards, and one student. Uh, her work is, is very good, and we've actually nominated her work to a couple of different prizes as well. Because it's something that we focused on for our authors, is not just publishing them and promoting their work, but serving them in as many ways as we can, which I feel includes nominating them to any prizes that we can, that we qualify for as a journal, which a lot of arts and literary journals don't do, which I wish they failed to. I'm going to read Crown, which is a translation of Pablo Kitchener's work by Steve Kalmanikjit. Politician is a 20th century Ukrainian author who died in the early 90s. And Stephen Komarnik is a UK writer. Crown. The fir trees stand so quietly. Even if you call out, your voice fades out in the silence. The forest is lost in thought, and its green clawed fingers wave. Its depths immersed in a dream or sorrow. More than one of the trees hunched and burnt. When the war came, they were left like hair, cut roughly by a knife. 
The fir trees look down into the lake at their reflection, watching time remake beauty. Each bows at its shape in the water, where a fish splashes the surface, and they yearn toward each remade crown. We're totally out of time, and uh, that happens every time, exactly like that. So uh, I want to thank uh, John Gosley, Ray Brown, and Dr. Galloway for participating in this, for all of you for being participating in it as well, for hosting us here. That's a, this is a lot of fun to do a different place, um, and for being, you know, a little bit of the, the world of poetry. You know, we've got um, international work, you know, translated by another international writer. We've got New Jersey represented here and Virginia. And so I feel this is like the little centerpiece of the poetic world today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.